So, Aaron, do more engines equal better performance? Yeah. I would say it depends. Yeah. I, well, it always depends, but, I mean, why not say yeah? Well, because you start getting into a lot of little details like, you know, weight, horsepower, torque, Mercury versus Yamaha. What about Suzuki? You're not doing quads with Suzuki. <laughs> this is in reference to that video we just posted yep. of going from three to four outboards because there were quite a few people that were asking why the 300s. They were like, you know, just dogging on our 300Rs. So, well, honestly, the simple answer you could probably give, why did he go with the quad 300Rs? Well, that video, we actually did that a while ago that wasn't mm -hmm. like we just did that yesterday and that was all that was available yeah <laughs> back when we did that actual project the v10 wasn't out no one even knew there was a v10 yep and yep. um you couldn't get l6s and those were available that's mm -hmm. what he wanted he could get them so we got them and we put them on there mm -hmm. and even then see if you start going into like what he could have done Let's say everything was available, right? Yep. What would be your choice to put on those, to put on that boat? Uh, well, would you have kept the trips? No. I would have no. went, went with quad V10s. Okay. Also, let's, let's back up to the time. V10s weren't even, <laughs> nobody even knew about V10s. Okay. So, so minus the V10 with okay. everything else that's out. So V10 doesn't exist. And what would you put on that boat? What, what are the choices? Everything minus the V10. Okay. Stock. I do the four hundred. I did the L6. quad three hundred Rs. You do quad three hundred Rs. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what we did. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you go with trip four hundred L sixes? It's the same power, isn't it? The oh the three fifty supercharged trip three fifty supercharged L sixes. No trip four hundred L sixes supercharged L sixes. Oh, that would equal the same horsepower as quad. 300 R's, wouldn't it? That's what everyone thinks. Yeah. But that's not the case. No. That's not the case. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that at all because because of the size of the boat. I mean, it's a massive boat. What is that 42 yellowfin weigh? I have no idea what a 42 yellowfin weighs, but she is big. I mean, the forklift was uh, yeah. struggling to pick that thing up. For she sure. Was, I know. would say it's probably in the 20... 22,000, 24,000 pound range, somewhere in there, mm -hmm. low 20s. Yeah, this starts, see, this leads the conversation down displacement, weight, power, all those ratios, and what the actual best configuration for this boat would be. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you right now, for anybody who commented, why not go with trip 400s? That's probably the worst configuration. Yeah. That you could have done 400 L6s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because trip 400 V10s is a whole different ball game now. Yeah. Way right? different. Way different. Yeah. V10s are so new that, you know, in the quick research I did, I couldn't find, like, any actual performance numbers because the V8, the the Mercury V8 is really impressive. I talk about it a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, Spec-wise. The, the L6 is my favorite engine. Yeah, but that's just because of the whole branch of everything working on it. You know, it's reliability, all that stuff. But in terms of like performance, the Mercury V8 is impressive. Yeah, three hundred R especially because it makes. You know, they're legally allowed to make like up to ten percent more than the rated horsepower, and that one I'm pretty sure it's published out there that it makes three hundred sixteen. It's probably around the three hundred twenty horsepower range. Yeah. So it's actually making more power than it's rated. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to the beginning of the of the question here. So on why you would go with the trips versus the quads. Let's take these three 400 L6s, right? Mm -hmm. What does an L6 weigh? Um, well, I did some quick research, finding numbers and stuff. A 400R L6, let's go with that just because it's, you know, let's keep it with mm -hmm. the R's. Supercharged engine. Yes, but it is, it weighs, I think the, the least it could weigh is 668 pounds. Mm -hmm. Now, in this setup. That's a 20 inch shaft, though. Exactly. In this setup, it would have, what, it, would, it was 225s and 230s. 230s. Yep. Yeah. 
So it would really be closer to 700 plus and mm-hmm. it'd be a lot of weight. Uh, do the math since you're a mathematician over there. So the L6 is three of them at 700 pounds. Oh, it's 2,100 pounds. I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Without a calculator? <laughs> no, I just want you to do something. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you've got 2,100 pounds and three L6s, and the 400Rs actually make less than 400 horsepower. They make 390 at the prop X RPM at the prop. I forgot the exact RPM, but but they make 390 peak RPM, uh, peak horsepower, right? Okay. So it's less than what it's rated. So that means it's less than the quad 300Rs, being that they're higher. They're at 320. So that times four is 1280 compared to the um, 11. 70 mm-hmm. that you'd get out of the trip 400 r's all right and then the weight that v8 weighs around 550 right right so 550 times four is 2200 right mm-hmm. compared to the l6 is 2100 right so you're gaining 100 pounds but you've got a whole extra engine with who knows how many more cylinders than these three L6s? You know what I mean? You've just got a whole lot more displacement. And then the price, too. Um, them 300Rs, they're a pretty smacking deal. You know what I mean? Thirty-five grand retail. Like right. full retail, which I'm pretty sure when you're buying. Like, I didn't, you know, look at the ticket or anything, but I'm pretty sure when you're buying quad sets and all this stuff, you get... Yeah, you do get some rebates. Also, there's yeah. other rebates and stuff that are available. So, like, you know, certain seasons you can get a rebate for mm-hmm. X engines. Yeah, and I'm sure you can get a deal, you know, squeezing out that many engines. So, mm-hmm. really, it would be less than the 140 grand it would add right. up to. Right. Versus what a 400R, they're discontinued, so you can't even find the price on it. But they were right around 35 grand. Right around 35 also? Yeah. They were somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. So it'd be, you know, 105000 So you'd be saving. But, but let's be honest, once you're once you're in this kind of category of boat and engine, is that, that's kind of child's play money for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-five grand. You're like, you're that's, telling me I can gain three miles an hour? <laughs> Throw whatever. it on there, dude. Why not? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation to have. Um comparing all this stuff because i just want to talk about how impressive that 300r is it's just well let's get back to talking about why you want the quads over the trips because ultimately the the main thing that's the biggest problem in boating and why these engines are so impressive is because of the weight of the boat right so when you're talking about bass boats or ski boats or pontoon boats or, um, you know, any other kind of pleasure boating, bow riders, stuff like that, the, the boats don't really get that heavy mm-hmm. until you start going into, you know, more of like the sport fish model of a boat where now you're talking about these massive boats that are used to running diesels where the diesel can push the the weight of that boat. Right. So you're talking this yellowfin. We got 20, let's say it's 24,000 pounds. 24,000 pounds, and you got that L6, which is making 400 horsepower, but it's making 400 horsepower because it's a supercharged engine. Mm-hmm. Opposed to the 300R, which is making it, well, now even the V10, um, that's 400 what's the displacement of the v10 compared to that l6 it's like double more more than double it's 5.8 versus 2.6 liters is the v10 a 5.8 yeah i'm pretty sure it's a 5.8 yeah that v throwing the v10 in the conversation changes the whole thing because i'm pretty sure it's 5.7 i'm pretty sure triple v10s like somebody did say triple v10s probably would outperform quad 300 r's yeah probably would because of that 5.7 but 
So let's go with the 400. Let's just do, let's just do the trips. So you're talking about the 5.3, um, versus like a 5.3 Yamaha 350 Mm -hmm. and the L6 2.6 liter 400 supercharged. Yeah. So if you take a boat of that size, that'd be the dumbest free power you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were going to say because of that weight, the displacement of, yeah, the displacement of the L6 being so small, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I guess you can replace displacement with a supercharger, but not there really re- is <laughs> you no can. replacement for displacement when it comes to pushing weight. Right. Right. Like right. top speed. I, I see that'd be interesting to know because I know like comparing 300 R's and 400 R's, the 300 R's have a much better hole shot and all that but a 400r mm-hmm. still does have a higher top speed mm-hmm. now on a heavy boat like that would that be the case i don't know i mean would the l6 just be slower to get there no i think it would be slower at the top end too because with a boat you're not like like in a car you're on wheels mm-hmm. and you're just mainly you know turning that wheel Mm-hmm. And once you get the, the wheel turning, you got the momentum, the weight becomes momentum mm-hmm. pushing you forward. In a boat, that weight is going backwards because it's in the water creating drag. Mm-hmm. So you are constantly forcefully driving, pushing that weight through the water. So even when you get to the top end, that that displacement and those RPM still are going to outperform the smaller cylinder because you're at the top end, you're still pushing. Mm -hmm. You don't have momentum like in a car where, you know, the weight is actually helping you. You, You've got that, you've got it moving and now it's just rolling like, you know, going downhill basically Mm -hmm. where it makes sense at, in the top end of the boat. Yeah. You're doing 70 miles an hour, but that is still got 24,000 pounds doing, you know, not 70, but yeah, let's say doing 50, 60, you got 60 miles an hour with 24,000 pounds still like being pushed. Yeah. You know, across yeah. that. It's drag. Not, like if you were to let off the throttles, you're, the boat would just instantly you're, come to a stop. Yep. Whereas if you let off the throttle on a car, yeah. Cause of the momentum, the way that everything's set up, it'll just keep rolling. Yeah. And really you need, you'll you gradually need, lose speed. Yeah. You don't need as much power to go faster. Mm-hmm. Right. I get that comparison. So that does make sense. Then them, them L six is, as much as I love that engine, it's just not built for the weight, a heavy boat like that. Mm-mm. So that's probably why it had those 350 Yama dogs on there before. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw in the Yamaha yeah. hate. No. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just because they're they're big engines. They've yeah. got displacement, you know, and they'll they'll push weight. Yep. But even that that 350 Yamaha compared to the 300 R Verado mm-hmm. is not. No, the much. quads still are going to outperform it because if well, it we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to, there's video proof that it did outperform it. Yeah, it will. And it could even. But the price, people are also talking about price. And, but like I said, well, it doesn't thir- really matter. Yeah, the, the price doesn't really matter at that point in time. I mean, when people are throwing around $100,000, mm-hmm. it's, you know, negligible on what in their position and they consider, you know, it's, that's a whole different, yeah, it's a, it's a different ball game, but statistically speaking and, you know, looking at all the factors, those three hundreds, even if you were to do, what was the other one doing the, Oh, the four hundreds, mm-hmm. obviously we covered that because it's a supercharged engine. You're making that horsepower and the 300, which has le- 100 less horsepower, is still going to outperform even those 400. So, like, even if you had, like, a good comparison would be the quad 400s versus quad 300 Rs. Mm-hmm. Now, that one, that would be a, a very equal comparison because those 300 Rs are potentially going to produce similar results mm-hmm. as the 300. But when you start talking about that big weight, then it might, you know, I don't know. 
Well, because I'm the, not sure the, which one would be the better. The 400R, see a, a number to throw out there is torque. So the 400R, mm -hmm. the L6, being that it's smaller, it only makes, I think it was 324 foot-pounds of torque. Okay. Is that at the prop or at the crank? Yeah, let's say it's at the prop. Let's say everything's prop. at the prop. Yeah. Versus, I think, I couldn't find the number on the 300R, but the regular 300 mm -hmm. V8 makes 312 at a lower RPM, too. Yep. So it's, you know, peaking out quicker in terms of the torque, and it's only 12 pound-feet of a difference versus 100 horsepower. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or 100 horsepower. Really, it's a little less, as we know. But right. As far as that comparison, the quads, quad 300s and quad 400s, the um, the quad 300s, I feel like they do better in almost every category. I think so, too. Besides top speeds or top speed. I mean, even at top speed, I think it's going to be very similar. Well, horsepower is for the higher RPM range and for speed. Well, so it is. But again, you factor in the drag weight factor and... So that that 300R is actually producing, like you said earlier, they can go to like 10% of um, within publicized yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So if that, that 300 is actually making like 325, 326 mm -hmm. horsepower at the prop mm -hmm. compared to that 400R L6, which is actually only making like 390 or something. Yeah, 390. 390 at the prop. Yeah. So you're you're really only what 60, roughly 60 mm -hmm. horsepower so, yeah. off. Yeah. So you're talking, but again, that what is the 300 displacement? 4.6. So it's a 4.6 versus a 2.6. Mm -hmm. And you've got eight cylinders opposed to six. Yeah. So you've got the horsepower there, but if you look at it mathematically on your, you know, V8 L6, the V8s, quad V8s, you've got, what is that, 32 cylinders versus the quad L6s is 24 cylinders. It's almost mm -hmm. like you're adding an entire, another engine. Yeah. That's going to take over pushing that weight. Mm -hmm. So once you get to that top speed, it's like having that. It's like almost having a fifth engine there to push the weight. Comparatively, which distribute. Yeah, comparatively, it's going to distribute the load. The load. Yeah. Compared to those. Yeah. 400s. So those quad 300s will be under less load the whole time mm -hmm. than the quad 400s. And at at top end, at your very top end. Yeah. So you because it is like horsepower. Obviously, yeah, you do have more horsepower. So you are going to be doing 60. Times four is 20, 240. Yep. So you've got 240 more horsepower there. But what is that ultimately going to gain you? I mean. And you also got a ton more weight. And you do have a ton more weight. So mm -hmm. now, yeah, because the you're what, like almost 200 pounds an engine? Almost, yeah. Yeah, it's like 150 pounds an engine. So. Extra. So times four. Uh, 600. So you're, yeah. you got 600. So it's almost like you've got a whole nother engine. Yeah. It's yeah. On the opposite side. See, when you start writing that out, like step by step there, it's really, it's really becoming apparent how good those 300 R's really mm -hmm. are, especially for the price. You know what I mean? So the reason you'd want to have the 300s over that is, is also the fuel economy mm -hmm. because those 400 R's that wide open are also burning, I want to say, close to 40 gallons an hour. Also, fun fact, the 400Rs, the 300Rs make peak power at 80, with 87 octane. Right. Whereas the 400Rs make peak power at 91. And I think it's oh, like yeah. safe to run at 89 octane. Yep. So you'd have, that to is run, true. you'd have to run a higher fuel grade to mm. get that horsepower. your performance anyway, mm -hmm. which is only 60 more horsepower than the... 300R. Yep. See, a better comparison, because somebody did say that, like, um, that they'd never go to a quad setup, you know, when there's, I forgot exactly how it was worded, but um, the 425s, Yamaha, if you were to do trip 425s mm -hmm. versus 
quad 300 R's. The price is similar now. We're talking like 135 for the trip 425s yep. versus 140 for the quad 300 R's. And then, but the, those 425s are heavy. They're just, they're even heavier than the quad 300 R's. Yeah. The, so the, you'd, be, you'd be looking at 3,000 pounds yep. compared to the 20, what did I say earlier? A 550 motor, 2200. Mm-hmm. That's just, you're looking at an extra 800 pounds for, they make four, so 1275 horse compared to the 326 times four. What is that? 12. 326 almost, times almost four. Thir- that's over 1300. So you're making more power with the yep. quad 400 or 300Rs. You're making more torque, obviously, because mm-hmm. you've got that extra engine. Um, it weighs less. Yep. It's not as loud. It doesn't consume as much fuel. Well, I mean, they're going to consume really close to the same amount of fuel, actually. And now I, those 425s, I don't know what you're going to be burning. I mean, the 350s were burning 100, 100 gallons an hour with the trips. Yeah. And, and I know those 425s burn more yeah. than... I've heard there's some thirsty... Well, yeah, there's thirsty. thirsty dogs. There's some... Every, everything... That's over three, four hundred RPM. Horsepower is thirsty. <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, being that it's so big and yeah, oh yeah, it's even, big, massive. You know, even being direct injection, which is supposed to save mm-hmm. your economy a bit, it's still, it still drinks a lot of fuel. Yeah, and I don't know like, what the what is the fuel consumption in a wide open throttle of a four twenty five. I don't know. I, I've never looked at. It. I've never even ridden a boat that had 425s on it really? Any, anything i know about 425s is just word of mouth unfortunately because hmm. we do work on that 42 pursuit that has the quads and that would be i just i just love to go on one ride on it because i want to hear what what this is like what this noise is about everybody's like man them 425s are just abysmally loud like it's you can't even hear yourself think is what is what, how people describe it. If you try to go wide open out there, wide open throttles, thirty-seven gallons an hour, basically. Because mm-hmm. I think a, a, a lot of things that people are bringing up too is why would you do that? All that extra work to cover up the holes and to, to you know drill out the holes for quads. And I'd rather do that work and have the quad three hundreds than just mm-hmm. switch over to three four twenty fives. The quad three hundred seems like a better deal overall. Yeah, I think it is a better deal. The the problem too in that it's video. It's too heavy of a boat. The problem too in that video, they weren't propped, right? You know what I mean? That yeah, on no, that they weren't. Trial. Yeah, they they weren't. No. Yeah, they didn't have. They weren't propped, right? What what RPM were they making? Not near At like fifty eight. Yeah, when they're supposed to rev out to sixty four. Mm-hmm. Who knows when their peak power was? I think it was. I mean, if it revs out to sixty four, then its peak horsepower has got to be at least sixty four. Are you sure? Somewhere some around them, there. Some of them make it like a little under the. Well, the, the max. Re, well the rev limiter is going to be at sixty seven, so. Oh, those things are rev limited at sixty seven. Yeah, it's usually only wow. it. So they're so they're top, like your top um, so RPM. Usually the rev limiter comes in like three hundred mm-hmm. RPM over your top your peak. Because it's fifty eight to sixty four, right? Mm-hmm. So we were at the very bottom of the range, right? And it's making. That full horsepower, it's fifty-eight to sixty-four. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good range there. Yeah, I mean, you're some some rev limiters are different. Depends on the model, but mm-hmm. some, you know, some are like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. They're real close to being right over. So you probably couldn't get more than sixty-five, sixty-six mm-hmm. before you start losing. Yeah, yeah, significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if those, th- I think if those things had the right prop on them, if they were like propped properly mm-hmm. <laughs> then everything would have just been better it would have had even more speed mm-hmm. probably i mean the whole shot was already yeah a lot better. significantly better there's so i think those 300 r's have um spark transient technology some some crazy word that they use just just to basically say that they have like a timing advance when doing a whole shot 
mm-hmm. to make it like even more torquey yeah. at the whole shot because it really is. And I and all I've read and heard about the V10 is um is how much more torquey they are, mm-hmm. you know, than than the L6. That's a whole different conversation. V10 versus L6. I mean, performance wise, the V10 will yeah, blow it's gonna, the, blow it's the gonna L6 blow it out, out of the water no matter what. It's yeah, it's probably gonna make. More than the 400 horsepower it's rated yep. at. It's going to make more horsepower. It's going to consume less fuel. Mm-hmm. The torque is going to be I way mean, higher. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't even throw a rough estimate out there, but it's going to be way higher than 324 for well, sure. Going back to that displacement conversation, like Yamaha, that's one thing that they do. Like, they're pretty consistent. Like, those are the two things that they're they're known for is, like, you know, their motto is reliability and no replacement for displacement. Mm-hmm. Like all their outboards, for the most part, are right around like, what is it, point seven? I think most of their outboards are at point seven liters per cylinder. So, so like point seven liters of displacement mm-hmm. per cylinder across most all theirs because they're the two point eight four cylinder. That's point seven. Point seven. Yep. The, the four two. The four two divided by six. Yep. Divided by about point seven. About point seven. The and five then, three? No, that one's off. That one's off because yeah, because the five six is point seven. Okay. The XTO. So the XTO is five six, mm-hmm. and that one is seven. Yeah, they've got what? a pretty consistent. I think they've got it figured out. I think they know something about pushing weight. Mm-hmm. That that point seven is the right number. Mm-hmm. They ain't got that weight down yet. Yeah, they're they're that's, always going to be heavy. Yep, that's the thing is is the weight. Mm-hmm. But. Um, on the C Mercury is completely different because they're all across the board. Yeah, like like think about but, that. Think about those numbers. So the three. Let's re, let's do the four two and the two six. So the three hundred Rado being supercharged at two point six liters is making like point three displacement per cylinder. I don't know something low. You do two point six divided by. So you got two point six divided by six. That thing's making 0.43. 0.43 displacement per cylinder, whereas the 4.2 is making 7. 0.7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the weight that that 304.2 can handle is... It's a much bigger piston. It is, is way more. Engine, yeah, it handles more weight. It handles more weight, which, which is going to help you on your fuel economy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to... The only thing it's not going to help you on is going to be your whole shot. And your top end speed. Maybe I'm just speaking out of ignorance here. I've never known Yamahas to be very fuel efficient, though. Mm, they're not. They're not the worst. Not they're, the worst. They're, they're pretty good. Sure. But. I mean, once you start talking about, like I said earlier, 300, 400 horsepower, like, you have to have, you have to drink fuel to make that, no matter what it right. is. I but, mean. I mean, well, I don't know about the other brands, but Mercury's got ARO. Now, that's a whole different thing because Suzuki has had that lean burn for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then now Mercury has ARO, which is that advanced range optimization yeah. where they... It's lean burn, pretty much. It's, it's basically lean burn. Yeah. You you advance the timing. It, like, once you see everything level, you advance the timing and cut back on your fuel injector duration. So it puts in less fuel with yeah. the same speed, same horsepower, same everything. Like, same RPM you're going to be cruising at. Mm-hmm. Now, Mercury's been doing that since when that V8 came out, 2017, 18? Had to be around there. So five years they've been, they've had that. Yamaha is the only company that doesn't have that. I mean, I, they're probably looking at it like you're leaning out, you're leaning out the engine. And as far as like them bigger engines go, Yamaha's the one that needs it. Because direct injection helps out the 425, but... Mm-hmm. You know, and I could probably Google what it actually consumes, but it's definitely more than the four twenty five. Yeah, at wide open throttle, consumes thirty seven gallons per hour. Thirty seven gallons per hour. Yep. Versus that L six burns third all all that. I mean, I think it burns a little bit more than that with that. Well, I'm not talking about the L six. I'm oh. sure the L six. I know the L six is a no. The four two. I don't know what the four two burns wide open. I'm talking about the Mercury, the three hundred. The 300R, what does that burn? Wide open throttle? Well, wide open, I guess it's not going to do ARO, is it? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So wide open, you're still burning 35 mm-hmm. gallons an hour at least. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you do, when you start talking about 
top speed and like you know fuel fuel burn only matters when you're cruising sure but in a boat like that anyway a 42 yellowfin yeah you're not i mean maybe you are maybe you're just that rich you don't give a crap but you're not running out to your fishing spot however far away wide mm-hmm. open throttle the whole time no most people are cruising and, exactly. and the seas determine how fast you can really go exactly you know but but yeah with the with that aro cruising you're going to be saving i mean didn't it save a good bit on the yamahas on the 350s yeah at it was cruising sa- speeds? yeah at cruising speed he was saving like 10 gallons an hour mm. with an extra engine there you go so and if it gets propped right you could probably hit 15 gallons per hour difference mm-hmm. um yeah i so yeah with an extra engine, you're saving 15 gallons an hour in fuel. That's that's a pretty big number. It was a shame, kind of that whole situation with that repower. Just like with with COVID you know, and everything, you couldn't get anything. Yeah, with like, COVID, like everything, all the parts for the rigging and everything was hard to get. The mm-hmm. engines were hard to get. So you know, even if he wanted anything else, 300 hours was all he was going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, the time constraint because he needed the boat by X date and. This and that, and it's just there was a lot of yeah. Well, that that's neither here nor there, but yeah, that that you're yeah, because you couldn't like we had trouble getting like fuel filter brackets, fuel filter like everything we had like tie bars. Oh yeah, the tie bars. Oh my god, that was like the those. last thing we needed. We were like, come on, this whole thing's done. We need tie bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ended up picking them up somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, I think he got them from Offshore Performance. Yeah, he had to go up. They happened to have him, you know. Yeah, he had to go up north to go pick him up because she couldn't get him. And also, the fact that we were in the Keys probably didn't help. We're the last people to get stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Another question somebody had was um, about the the mounting height. Um, yeah, is our stout? He said he asked, "How did we get the? How do we normally get the mounting height on that? Because I don't think we touched that." Well, normally we just. So look yeah. at it <laughs> i mean normally we eyeball it but um in that instance he talked with yellowfin and yellowfin yeah. told them or t- yellowfin told us where to put them mm-hmm. yellowfin said you should you should put them here here and here mm-hmm. although i'm not can i'm not 100 percent on that i think no. that they were a little low but, well, at least the, the middle ones. Yeah, the, the outside ones, ones looked okay. Yeah, the outside were good, but the two middle ones were. I think they were low because mm-hmm. when I'm looking at it, I mean, we were looking at it like this is. They look low. I mean, yeah, but that's where they wanted them. That's where they told us to mount them. But at the same time, that boat has that dip out in the middle. Exactly. So I don't know because you could get that yellow fin. That 42 would either come a quads or trips. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if the quads had that cutout. So if if exactly. they didn't have that cutout, then where they told us to to mount them, mm-hmm. they probably weren't you know factoring it was probably in two inches lower than it because mm-hmm. of that because of the dip. Yeah. Yep. But why would it be like that anyway? Well, well, because for trips, the the for the trips, one has to sit even lower. The one has the, to sit even lower because, because the, it's going all the mm-hmm. way down the middle of the keel. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the quads, they're, you know, 13 inches outside of the keel. And I don't know what the dead rise is back there. Maybe 24. I don't know. I mean, what is the dead rise? Who knows? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Um, It's going to be a pretty, you know. Yeah. See, that's looking back on it. That's probably it. That dip. Mm -hmm. The quads. I mean, I've never seen a. Yeah. Wasn't there. um, There was a 42 yellowfin with quad 300s. Mm -hmm. Like just regular. V8s there, wasn't there? Yeah, but remember, this is that boat was a 2000. It was a lot newer. Yeah, 12. Or was it an 08? You're talking about um, the, the one, one that we did 300 yeah. R's on? Yeah, that one was older. Um, and the one that I just brought up was a lot newer. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, maybe the transom could have changed over those years anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I saw a cutout. You know, a cutout. I don't think there is on the quads. I don't think there's a cutout. I've replaced the harness on that on that boat, and I know that I don't think there was a. There is. The engines were even straight high. across. Yeah. Yep. There was no cutout, but it was what it was. I mean, those engines were on there. I mm-hmm. mean, we didn't get those engines fully bolted on until 
what was it like eight o'clock on a Saturday? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was like, a Saturday. It was like eight p.m. on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and he rolled out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he left. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we came back Sunday morning to put the tie bars on because he showed up in the morning with the tie bars. Yep, and then sea trial it. Yep, just to make sure everything well, was okay. He was doing a fishing tournament. Yeah, but you know, just to make sure that he was okay for the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think it ended up being that he was going to have to take it, you know, to some other marina anyway. Back where he's from to to get it propped and do all that well, stuff. Well, he was doing something else, I think. There was he was having other stuff doing done to the boat. Mhm. But yeah, I guess to answer that question, we just we look at it. Yeah, look at it or get the or get it from the manufacturer. Mhm. Like you said, but but yeah, like especially on smaller repowers, like all the little ones I ever did with the 150 mm-hmm. Mercs. Um just look at it, put a little uh, what's it called? Um, straight edge. Straight edge, yeah. Lincoln. Put a straight edge under there, <laughs> see where it's at. Yep. Simple like that. But, um, yeah, on the main channel, we've got a video about mounting an outboard height. And basically, you put that straight edge on there because the water coming off the bottom of the hull, as soon as it leaves the bottom of the hull, it goes up. Mm-hmm. And you want that water to come up on the lower unit, but not over your anti ventilation plate. So you want that water to come up and kind of like splash off the anti-ventilation plate and keep your water pickups underwater mm-hmm. so you don't, you know, suck air and overheat your engine. Yeah. But I've if the engines are too low. Continue. Then you can, I was just going to say I've always heard to keep it like an inch or two above the, the bottom of the boat. Yeah. But then that starts getting complicated with Euro transoms and brackets and all that brackets because the further back you go, the higher up you go. But mm-hmm. continue. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say the anti-ventilation plate, if you've got it too low mm-hmm. and that plate goes under the water, it, you know, sucks the back of the boat down. Mm. I was going to have you explain that, like, mm-hmm. what happens with that. If, so if that water, if you got your anti-ventilation plate and the water comes off the back of the boat and goes over the top of that, it basically creates a, you know. Yeah, it's pushing down on it. It Well, yeah, it sucks it down. So, like, that, it becomes a, it's not a hydrofoil, it's a... um you know, it's a, it's a planing thing, you know, it, so the water comes off the boat, goes over that plate, that plate, any little trim is going to drive the plates going to try and dig. So you're sucking the back of the boat down. You're going to start porpoising. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose way in this a case ton of too, speed. In this case too, in that boat, those center engines were just spitting out a lot of water. Yeah. They were, they were definitely between, buried. Yeah. In between the engines, it, was, it looked like it was spitting out a lot. Mm-hmm. So I do think it could have performed a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I do think it is performing a lot better right now. It's been oh, yeah. it's been Well that so they long weren't they weren't time. so low where you couldn't trim it out. No, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, once they you, were only like one hole down or yeah. no, like one or two holes too low. Mm-hmm. Probably could probably could have come up two holes. Yeah, probably. But um another question on that video too, um asking about the center line. So I guess he says that you didn't explain this, like how did how you found the center line, but did we? I don't remember. It's you did the voiceover. Did you explain how to find it? You just you I take, don't know if I explained it. it. The way I've always heard it, you take a string with a marker attached to the end of it, and then you you have this string pulled out to like just over the visual middle line mm-hmm. of the boat, and then you hold it at a couple points you know, on the running surface mm-hmm. because it's always better to have the engine be straight with the running surface. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Like rather than visually appealing to look at, because if your running surface is like that and like your mm-hmm. boats, you know, over the years, some boats will twist kind of yep. like that bracket boat, but they'll like twist. And if you just line it up to be level with the cap of the boat, mm-hmm. yeah, then it could be, well, the, the hull, running surface, the hull, yeah, like you said, the running surface is your hull, mm-hmm. and that, like over time, it does nothing on a boat is straight. Like it's, you know, it's all built out of a mold. It's all glass, so you know. And when you're looking at the back of the boat, you know, the back of the boat, however you want to, I can't really make a shape that makes the back of the boat, but mm-hmm. like it's always like, you know, this side might be a little higher than this side. This side might be lower than this side. Like the where this this art might be a little lower, higher. They're never 
perfectly straight mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that where the engine is on the keel and all that is like straight otherwise yeah. it'll drag this way or that way yeah and so i was always taught the way i was taught may i mean and that's not saying that that's the best way there might be a better way you know because right. i was always taught yeah. really you can't go you know from this corner to this corner and put it at a mark in the middle and from this corner and this corner and put a mark in the middle and call that your center line because if you do that and let's say that this side of the hall and this side of the hall are not identical mm-hmm. maybe this one's a half inch bigger mm-hmm. so now this one's like this so now your your engine if you measured from the two sides to the middle it could be off one way or the other half inch quarter inch an inch mm-hmm. i mean you could have so so that i was always taught not to do that because of that and right. you go from the strikes and the corners and the corners to the middle and then once you get all your arcs all the way yeah and the arcs you don't have to all be those. a specific size mm-hmm. you just i mean you could literally make a giant half circle if you want yep. and just wherever the two sides intersect yep. on multiple different points you draw a line right through that and yep. Yep. You that's kinda, the center line you kind of center it so you kind of center off the keel and then all those and you you kind of like average them off mm-hmm. and that's your yeah that's your center line mm-hmm. which it worked out i mean all those engines came out oh yeah yeah perfectly straight i mean the thing you know other than the small problems being propped and whatever it rode great mm-hmm. it was you know as far as drilling and mounting those engines that all turned out yeah perfect so if if you know if people have another way of doing it then by all means yeah let me know keep, <laughs> yeah. keep doing it your way or let us know but yeah. but i mean i guess the the best way to do it is just whatever way works you know mm-hmm. if it if it works it came out straight then, that then was, your method's good to go that was the way i was taught how to do it so mm-hmm. i mean who yeah. knows yeah and i think somebody else said it's like the <laughs> hardest way to find the center line yeah the way you did it I, I don't well, know, maybe it is, but maybe we should go look at that guy's videos. <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I mean, that's always funny. Someone will make a comment like that, but yet then they won't tell. They won't elaborate. They won't like, what's the best way? Then Link it, me a video. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, tell me what's me the better way, bro. Like, you know, because you got all these different people. Everybody's reading the comments. Mm-hmm. So everybody reading the comments, like they're they're willing to throw out, you know, something like that. But yet they don't throw out the better way. Yeah. And it's like now you've got all these people going, okay, well, if what I just watched is wrong, then where do I find what's right? Yeah. You like, know, what, like, like <laughs> is everything I know a lie? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. No. I, I mean, because if there is a better way, I'd love to know because, I mean, if I can... If we could be better, then yeah, for that's sure. only a benefit for everybody. Throw it so, out there. Yeah. So we can make better we can make better content that won't Well if I could be a better mechanic, then by all means. Yeah. I mean that's why we do all this work. We go to school, we do all this stuff, like we do all this research and because mm-hmm. we want to be better mechanics. So yeah. it's always just nice for people not to not to give us information that Yeah. Somehow they know that we don't know, and yeah, keep, they don't want to tell anybody. Keep holding on to your secrets, man. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, more questions on this repower. This one, this one was good because a lot of people had questions. Um, Lucas and Austin Hall were both uh, slightly confused on how you get the throttle situation to work on quads. So Lucas, he thought. He's, he said, I'm a noob, and I don't know any way to <laughs> shift quads other than an eight-handle or an eight handle Lavorsi setup. Right. And, and really, you're right. We didn't really show a whole lot of – you just did the quick mm-hmm. montage of the rigging and whatever. Yeah. But, but um, it's all digital nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just take, you take harnesses from the engines up, and then they all meet mm-hmm. at, the, at the harness that's up, you know, up front. The center engines basically just – Shadow. I mean, it's exactly what they call it, shadow mode, um, mm-hmm. the outer engines. So your two levers are basically telling the outside engines directly what to do, and the center just shadow what those do Yep. in that case, mm-hmm. you know, and, and something like that. It's really, really kind of that simple. But um, Yeah, so like on, 
on a trip situation, mm-hmm. they don't like if you split the handles where one's in reverse, one's in forward, mm-hmm. your middle engine just doesn't do anything. Right. Yep. See, that is something I didn't learn until repowering a 39 contender with trips on it. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and it was just like a fun fact. I don't, I don't remember how I brought it up, but he was like, yeah, that, that center engine shouldn't be doing anything when you split the handle. I'm like, really? Mm-mm. It's not going to just act like the starboard engine. And he's mm-hmm. like, nope, because then it just, I don't know, just the way it, it would, it well, would yeah, throw now off. You got, yeah. yeah. Throw it off. Cause now you got two props. Yeah. Versus so, one on the other yeah. side. So, so if you're trying to turn, turn the faster boat one way than the yeah. other. Exactly. Yeah. It would, so it makes a lot of sense, but yeah. And, and then on a quad, obviously they just two and two. Yeah. Quads. It's, it's actually really nice. It's enjoyable to dock a quad boat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, when I started at the Marina, a little embarrassing. <laughs> I'd never driven a boat. <laughs> I'd never docked a boat. I'd never done, you know, I'd, I was mechanically inclined. I wasn't boating inclined. And right. So then I had to learn, but the first boat I drove was a, 38 fountain that one had trips i think yeah yeah that one had trips but even it's the same thing you know trips quads twins when you're able to just to turn mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of the nicest thing you feel like such a g you're like boom done quick whereas a single engine boat you're cranking one way and Crank the other way and, <laughs> <laughs> and just trying to get it in there. <laughs> yeah, and you got to be aggressive with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean? you got to give it more throttle because you got to get the butt yeah. end to kick out and mm-hmm. or to pull in or yeah, whatever the case. It's just single engine boats are not on the dock. Yeah, see, and you never even got to experience like inboard boats either, where you're using a rudder, which no. is completely different because you can't see it. Outboards yep. are way easier because you can look back and you see. Where the engine, yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. with inboard, well, don't, I've seen like, don't some of them have a little gauge? A lot of them have a rudder reference that yeah. tell you where the rudder is, but there's a lot <laughs> that 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 thing has not worked for a long time. Yeah. No. no, good <laughs> so thing. You, I've never... So you kind of like, basically, what you do is you just go all the way to one side, mm-hmm. and then you count how many turns to get back to the other side. Mm. So then you can, you know, your so middle. You always have to. Well, no, no, no. Have numbers in well, your head. Every, every boat's different. I mean, sort of. So if you go all the way to one side, and it, you know, if you're, you're like, okay, that was two and a half. You, right, yeah, so if you're five one. turns <laughs> locked at lock to lock is five turns, and two and a half's the middle. Right. So before you, you know, start anything, just kind of knowing if you're in, if you're driving straight down, you know, the canal, then mm-hmm. you know you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. So if you turn one turn to the right, then you know your rudder's only half half turn. So it's kind of yeah. I'm glad I've never had the pleasure of driving one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just rather not. Uh, inboards, not really my thing. I mean, just also because I've always been, I've always been told that I'm too big to get into an engine. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm too big to get into an engine bay anyway. So you know what? I'll just take people's word for it, and I won't even attempt it because I know that I'm too big to get into most bilges anyway. So not not so much anymore. Not anymore, but you know, an inboard boat trying to squeeze on the side of an engine. To get it depends. A, I mean, a lot of the stern drives. Yeah, I mean, true inboards. The the engine's in the middle of the boat. Mm-hmm. Like if you got a straight shaft, the engine's like it's not in the back and like a thing. Most of them in the middle of the boat. You just pull up a hatch and the engine's just sitting there in the middle of the boat. Really? Yep. And it's like it's got. At least a foot of access on each side to get well. A, let's let's get not to the get manifold stuck. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, there's enough. I mean, you have to undress the entire top part of the engine to get to any lower. No, components. most of most of them, you just take one cover off, just boom, fold the cup, fold the thing back, and then there it's all right there, and you got 360 degree access, and it's not as bad. Like stern drives, or some of them, like V drives, where the stuff's in the back. Like mm-hmm. now, that's now that's a whole different story. Yeah, you know what's interesting is like like a big old Viking or something. Mm-hmm. Like I've been into the engine bays on. I forgot what we got on. Was it a seventy two? No, that was a ninety two. No. 
Yeah. Not the, the one that we went into the engine room. Are you sure? Was it 72? Well, if it was a 92, I'll be very disappointed because I was hoping it wasn't the biggest one because it was literally like an inch or two too short for <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like this. Like standing standing fully straight up, but like that. I would hate to have to work on one of those things if I had to either keep finding a place to sit down, keep moving a chair or mm-hmm. Just crouch over. Yeah, but I mean, it is pretty wide open in that. I mean, your toolbox, they got toolboxes mounted in the back. It's the coolest thing ever, but I'd like to stand straight up. Yeah. No? Maybe like get a little stretch in, you know what I mean? No, I've got to sit there like walking around the engine like hunchback of Notre Dame looking. Yeah. But no, inboards, no for me. (laughs) I stick to Fuera Borde. Simple, man. <laughs> um, yeah, next question. We've got Mr. James Schultz. This is a twofer because he's got, he's got a, a question here about, so he's got a, a boat with a single engine. Mm-hmm. He's repowering from a 200 to a 250, and he was wanting to know how the running surface, I, I think, I, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but how, how, how it will affect it. With just 50 more horsepower, like how would the speed be affected? Is it going to be minimal? Is it going to... Mm, your speed's definitely going to increase. By, by, by like how much, would mm. you say? What kind of boat? Couldn't tell you. I don't know if he... Yeah. Then I, I mean, I couldn't tell you because it's definitely going to increase a, a couple mile an hour. Um, You're going to have to buy a new prop because the prop's not going to work. The... He said, does whole design affect the miles per hour in a single engine application mm-hmm. from 200 to 250 and is the speed that you would gain minimal he doesn't say what boat he has i mean i don't know if it's it's going to be a big difference no matter what you do it's going to be a big difference because 200 and a 250 are too different that most of the 200s unless you're talking about a mercury v6 200 are l4s so you got a four cylinder versus a V eight, yeah, or a V six versus a V eight. Mm-hmm. So that two fifty, you're adding four more cylinders of of power there, yeah. Opposed to that inline four. So depending on the boat and the application, you could see significantly more. But the more judging on the question, something that you might see a bigger you know, factor for you is that the um, weight. So when you load that boat up, if you mm-hmm. got an inline four 200 mm-hmm. and you've got that V6 250 or V8 or V6, whichever you know brand is on there right. we're talking about, um, you load that boat up with four of your buddies, a cooler, all your gear, fishing equipment, like, and you add another thousand, 2000 pounds to the boat, the 200 is going to be struggling mm-hmm. to keep you going. Yeah. Whereas the V6 or the V8 is going to comfortably let you cruise around where you're going to yeah. consume a lot more fuel with that 200 than the 250. Yeah. I guess it would be nice to know what he's coming from. Cause mm-hmm. what he's going to is actually the next question is what would we choose between a 250 Suzuki or a 250 Honda? I go well, Suzuki. I'm going to just say straight up Suzuki really fast because <laughs> where is he at he doesn't say that either yeah because that's a that's the biggest fact right there like if you're in washington regardless if you're in washington if it's freshwater i mean you know what fine i guess if it's freshwater it doesn't, doesn't really matter, matter. it yeah. does, just go with the cheaper one they're both yeah. reliable they're both reliable you know they're both all right in the salt water they both corrode mm-hmm. but hondas corrode worse yep like factually, just with every Honda I've ever seen, bolts, the heads are mm-hmm. gone, just rusted off. Suzuki's less, you know, less, but still. They still corrode quite yeah, a bit. Still apparent. Now, like I said, if you're in saltwater, Suzuki all day. Mm-hmm. Freshwater, go with the cheaper one. I don't know which one's cheaper, but mm-hmm. I know Suzuki's. And like what's and what's close to you. Popular for. Yeah. Like, like you got a dealer or somewhere where you can get stuff. Like, well, I assume he's choosing between the 250 Suzuki and Honda because those are his two best options, options dealer wise. In terms of like, like he's not going with a Mercury or Yamaha because honestly, why wouldn't? Well, I guess price. Price he wouldn't go with it. Yeah, Mercury Yamaha. But yeah, 
yeah, but I don't yeah, know. as long as you, as long as you can go somewhere and get parts for it, like mm-hmm. like you know, people don't factor that in. Like Suzuki, they buy an engine, and yet if they got a problem with it, they're four hours away from somewhere that can, mm-hmm. you know, like get a spark plug or a whatever. You yeah. know, Suzuki's are also kind of underrated in the power, like in the size, I guess, department. Uh, yeah, Suzuki's are big. Like yeah, the, they are big. Like the 350, um, their 350 V6 has a higher displacement per cylinder than... Anybody. Not anybody. Yeah. Anybody, dude. Yeah, it's a giant... <laughs> it's a big old fat V6. <laughs> yeah, that'll push some weight. But the 250, I don't know. I don't know much about. Well, how much was that um, That 350? That 350 was like... 31.5. You're talking about price? No, the um, the the size of the piston, the displacement. It was big because that's yeah. Th- I think they are very underrated because the weight wise, they're they're very they're comparable with the weight wise to Yamaha. I mean, Mercury's got everybody beat weight wise. Like mm-hmm. they drop, you know, they done trimmed up hundreds of pounds across the board mm-hmm. outside of the six hundred V twelve, which is thirteen hundred pounds. Yeah. But what's that V10 weigh? 700. It weighs around what an L6 weighs. So that's why it's going to just. Well, and then how much does the 300 weigh? Yamaha. That weighs 570 pounds. 570? 560, 570. But I think that's for the smallest one. So it probably. It's also the V6. That's not. They don't have a 350. Because Suzuki's 350 is very similar to like the Mercury V10. But because when if you jump up to that 5.3 liter, which they don't make that engine anymore, mm-hmm. um, you know, that thing was almost that thing was like 900 some pounds. Oh, yeah, she was heavy. Big old heavy. heavy. Dude, that's Yamaha makes some heavy, <laughs> heavy motors. Dude. I don't know what to say. I've been saying it for a while. It's just, so I think Suzuki is. is a little I think you're right. They are a little underrated in comparison to their, you know. Now, I'm also a terrible person to ask. Anything Honda, just because. Yeah, we don't see a lot of those you know down what? here. And I and I probably should I probably should give Honda more credit. I'm probably gonna do more research on Honda because I should stop being a Honda hater. <laughs> I've just seen too many. I've had too many bad experiences with rusted bolts on a Honda that I can't forgive. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like you said down in like if you're in the middle of Washington or New York or any of these northern places with that cold salt water. They, they run them all over the place up there. Mm-hmm. But down here, they just don't, they can't handle the climate. Yeah. Unfortunately. But it is what it is. I mean. So, which is surprising because if you look at Honda as a company altogether, I mean, like, they don't Honda. make a bad product. Like, they're all, you know, they're generators, they're lawnmowers, they're equipment, they're the Honda's like cars. I would consider Honda probably the best engine maker general Ever. yeah generally mm-hmm. like like hondas make some some crazy icons the k24 mm-hmm. you know that inline four that was in the s2000 and just the s2000 in a bunch of cars but mm-hmm. it was it had like the record for a while for most horsepower per liter mm-hmm. you know and it was just or per cylinder or something it was like honda makes crazy impressive engines but for whatever just, reason they just don't put that same effort i guess into marine maybe yeah i don't know if it's not an effort thing but i'm sure if they really wanted to they could have figured out the corrosion issue yeah you know what i mean that, that's that's the only downside to them yeah and then you get into VTEC, um because i've heard both sides of the coin where VTEC is like you know it's supposed to be x amount better because you get more performance blah 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 but then it's like do you really want VTEC in a boat where you're going to be riding out at wide open anyway mm-hmm. all the time. And, you know, VTEC's always going to be on. You're always going to be consuming more fuel. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Well, and and it gets back into that discussion of the weight and the drag. And that technology is great in a car. Yeah. Because yeah. you got momentum. Mm-hmm. But you it doesn't transfer over to the water mm-hmm. because of the drag factor. And maybe that's why it does so good in smaller boats is because it's not a lot of weight that it's got to push. And right. And it probably just, mm-hmm. you know, and in the fresh water, there's no corrosion. I'm sure Hondas are great, but 
for what, what we see. So what have they got yeah. as far as displacement on like, I think the biggest engine they Honda makes is like a 250. I don't think they make anything over a 250. Yeah, I think it's just the 250. What What's the displacement on that 250? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a car engine. It's a 3.6 liter or 3.58 liter. Um, so three 3.6 liter. Yeah. Which. And Mercury's got the 4.6. Yeah, but what's Mercury's V6? 4.3. So it's a bigger V6. No, no. Is it 4.3 or 3.4? Probably 3.4. Yeah, the Mercury does make smaller. Yeah, I want to say the V6 is 3.4. Yeah, yeah so 3.4 liters mm-hmm. compared to the Honda's 3.6. 3.6, just about. So it's similar. I mean, it's it, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. But they're stretching it up to the 250 because, like Mercury, they stopped that V6 at 225. Yeah, which the V6 is also. A crazy impressive engine for Mercury, like mm-hmm. those little those little two twenty fives, in the punch. right in the right application. They're a, they're a great engine, you know. But well, see, it, it's kind of like the Suzuki and the one hundred and forty, though. So that one hundred and forty is is kind of the same conversation as the two hundred and fifty two hundred because the one hundred and forty, it's got it's super light compared to like Mercury and Yamaha. They're one hundred and fifty. We're only talking 10 horsepower, but those are significantly more in weight-wise, aren't they? A Yamaha? Yeah, like a Yamaha and a Mercury 150 compared to the Suzuki 140. Weight-wise, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah. like it's, it's an astronomical number. Yeah, the 140 Suzuki is uh, like 410 pounds versus the 150 Suzuki, is, is I think they have it listed at 522. Yeah, so... Versus... I don't know the Yamaha and the, well, the Yamaha 150, if it's the same weight as the 200. Well, they make two. So there's the DEC and the regular. So the 2.7 right. and the 2.8. But that's 0.1 liters of difference well, versus 0.8 in the Suzuki sense. I know, but the weight-wise on that is different because um, the one DEC versus the mechanical. Yeah, but... It's. I don't think it's going to be as substantial as like a hundred pounds. I'm not sure what the, not sure. Yeah, but I know those. At least the 2.8 liter Yamaha 200 is heavy. Mm-hmm. Like as heavy as an L6 Verado or something, or a V8. No, yeah, it's as heavy as a V8 Mercury. So five, yeah, around 550 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. 520 pounds. It's around there. It's a, it's a heavy. It's engine. just a little over 500 pounds. Yeah. Um, Compared to the 140 Suzuki, which is 100 410 pounds. So it's 112 pounds lighter than mm-hmm. the next step up from Suzuki. Yeah. Now, what's Mercury's 150 weigh? I don't know. The 150 could it, tell It's you, very similar to, it's like 500-some pounds. Probably similar to the Yamaha. Yeah. they're. Yeah. I think they're both right in that 500-some pounds where yeah. that's kind of the thing with that, with that Suzuki. It, it almost plays into the same conversation that we're having with the 200 versus the 250 is your your ability to use your boat. Because people want to say, oh, it's only 50 horsepower. Well, it may be only be 50 horsepower, but it's a whole different engine, yeah. like, ability-wise. Yeah. And, and people don't think that, yeah, the boat performs like this with one person and half a tank of fuel. But when you fill up your water tank, fill up the fuel tank, you add the cooler, and you and your four buddies that all weigh 250, 300 pounds a pop all climb on that boat. Jack boys, apparently. Corn-fed boys. Heck, yeah. I mean, you know, that that now that little 200, you, you know, you're barely getting on plane, and it, that thing is maxed out. Like, yeah. you have got it pinned, and you're doing 15 miles an hour plowing through the water. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you put the V8, V6, 250 on there, you're going to be and rolling. I think it's just a V8. That's a 250. For the Mercury. But, yeah. oh, oh, he's only got Suzuki or Honda, so they're V6s. But but still, that V6 is going to well outperform that. Now, mm-hmm. if you only weigh 150 pounds and, you know, the people you hang out, you know, the, the way you use the boat isn't going to be affected like that. Then you know it might it might not matter as much. That was our timer going off, but um, it might not matter as as much. But again, we don't know 
your boat, the application, how you're going to use it, where you're located at. Because if you're, you know, like you said earlier, Honda or Suzuki, if you're up north, mm-hmm. whichever one's cheaper. Yeah. As far as that question, Honda versus Suzuki, in the freshwater, cheapest one. Um, see, but I don't know, because even I think Suzuki might be easier to to work on, right? Like, I don't know about Suzuki's programs, but I think they're starting to catch up with all the DEC and oh yeah, they're fly by wires and all their computer programs and stuff. Yeah. Whereas like a Honda, I I think they still use Doctor H. Is that what it's called? It's I remember very briefly when I was in school learning about Hondas and and like it just felt dated. Old. Yeah, it felt dated. You know what I mean? Like it felt like I like my grandpa made the <laughs> software for their diagnostics and I just couldn't wrap my head around it because mm-hmm. of how old it was. It was probably simpler, but I just you know, I just it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exact opposite. Like, you know, my, my grandpa'd look at a smartphone and be like, Oh my god, yeah. how do what do I do here? Like how do I call somebody? Whereas I'm looking at that going, Geez, I mean, where's the clarity? What yeah, am I what, looking at? Yeah. Eight bit. Yeah, but but Personally, I'm going with Suzuki, freshwater yeah. or saltwater. Um, and then the speed difference. I'm not sure about the speed, but but it'll it'll you'll definitely have a overall performance. Mm-hmm. Overall performance is definitely I, like the know. 250 will. Yeah, I'm always I'm always trying to overpower a boat though. For me, I'd rather have more power than I need and have it if I needed it than not have enough power and need it. See, what's the problem? Like, like, how much trouble can you get into putting more horsepower on the boat than what it's rated for? Like, they've got the oh, sticker. Oh, accident. I mean, it, 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 you can get in big trouble. Really? Oh, yeah. Would you get in trouble just getting pulled over by the Coast Guard, or would you get in trouble if something were to happen because of this? Um, I think you could probably get in trouble if you got pulled over and they, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to mess with I mean... That's a very uncommon thing. Most most of mostly that comes into play when people get hurt. You know, yeah. someone's you know overpowers a boat, and then it's doing you know someone's out there doing sixty seventy miles an hour on the water, hits a tree or a light post or a bridge or something, and then kills somebody. Then yeah. that's that's when it becomes. So really, yeah, it's probably a speed and safety argument yeah. more than it is a what the boat can handle argument. Yeah. Because if we're being honest, a weight rating is probably more accurate. Yeah. You know, like, oh, don't put more than X amount of weight on your transom. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because really, that's like what I was saying. You could either get a 200 Yamaha mm-hmm. or you can get a 300R V8 right. Mercury. They weigh Identical. the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, would I, would I be hurting the boat putting this 300 Yamaha? No. No. But you'd be endangering your fellow citizens. <laughs> well, also, can the transom handle it too? Like, like oh, a lot of the ones the... that we've done, like you know, we beef up the transom and, and make it stronger to, to handle that horsepower. But you're right. You know, some of these, I didn't factor in thrust. Like, could yeah. the transom? Oh, <laughs> hold. Yeah, I didn't think of that. So yeah, you got you, me there. You could rip a transom off. <laughs> you got me there because because yeah, if you. If you just went boom and just hammered down that 300, mm-hmm. you'd probably rip a transom off some <laughs> crappy little boat. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Those things are crazy. All right. Well, I know we got a lot more questions. You had a lot more yeah, that but, you were going to cover, but hey, we're, I think we'll wrap this one up and then time here. we'll save a lot of that for next week. If anybody wants to have a topic for us to discuss, you know, let it drop it in the comments below and. We'll see what we can do to get it covered. If we don't answer it, then... Yeah, hopefully we answer it cohesively. I know we like to ramble. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. That's what makes it a podcast. That's, That's what fun, makes it fun, you know. It's fun like... a conversation. We're both learning here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's learning. Yeah. Well, all right. See you guys next week. Okay, see ya.